0: You've probably got a few uh, PET plastic bottles lying around your house, but I bet you've never thought of using them to build a boat and sail around the world. Possibly not. My next guess has done just that. David De Rothschild is the leader of an of a journey to build a catamaran called Plastiki. It's a vessel made from plastic bottles that has today completed an eight thousand nautical mile voyage in Sydney, and he joins us now on afternoons. Hi, David.
1: Hey, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Oh, look, it's very interesting to talk to you. It's an interesting boat to be at the helm of. How did you come up with this? Why did you come up with this plan? (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I sometimes ask myself that question, um, especially when I was bobbing about in the middle of the Pacific, thousands of miles from anywhere. But, you know, there's a real serious side to, obviously, what we're trying to achieve here, which is to sort of say, we have these crazy human fingerprints all over our natural environment, these plastic prints. Uh, And really, single-use plastics, the everyday items that we all use, like the PET plastic water bottle or the plastic bag or, uh, you know, styrofoam cups and containers, are basically ending up in our natural environment. And one place they're ending up is in our oceans. And that, as a result, uh, is uh, ending up creating... Uh, not only havoc with the, uh, the food chain and, and with the transference of toxins back into us, but also needlessly killing millions of marine birds and hundreds of thousands of marine mammals every year. So the idea was to build this boat out of the very stuff we're seeing ending up in our natural environments, to say, hey, listen, solutions exist, we've just got to start acting upon them now, we need to retell the stories we've told ourselves and try and find an inspirational platform to start the conversation. And that's hopefully what the Plastiki has done.
0: Now, it's a fantastic way to bring such an enormous issue and make it enormously visible. How did you actually go about making the boat?
1: Well, it's been a lot of r and D, a a little bit more D than R. At certain, at certain points of the journey. But we uh, basically assembled a team of engineers, scientists, artists, you know, really people who are curious to kind of almost hand-make this vessel in San Francisco. It took about two and a half years to uh, go through the construction phase. Uh, the actual vessel itself uses twelve and a two-liter bottles, which provides 68% of our buoyancy on the vessel. Uh, The frame material around it, we engineered from scratch. It's exactly the same material as we are seeing in the plastic bottle. So it it was a a lot of hard work, a lot of love, a lot of passion. Uh, And we've got this very crazy looking catamaran that you can now see moored up at Darling Harbour down at the uh, Maritime Museum.
0: So what was it like to sail? Is it any different from other boats you've (laughs) skippered?
1: Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, it's a. It's, 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 you imagine you've got you know a core part of the design process is to have the bottles visible and functional, and so it's basically like driving, uh, you know, a car with the handbrake on. So the water's rushing through all of these bottles. Uh, it's 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 it, you know she has a mind of her own. She has a personality of her own. The plastiki she she goes where she wants to go and. Uh, Thankfully, we, uh, we made it here uh, into Sydney, which is our final destination after a number of stops that we made it here. And uh, she's definitely uh, been a big learning curve for me and the rest of the crew.
0: So where did you sail with it?
1: Uh, we started out of San Fran. We stopped in Christmas Island, which is a tiny little island, part of the, uh, the uh, Republic of Kiribati. And it was incredible to get there. And the kids were just absolutely enamoured. By um, were absolutely enamoured by what we were, uh, you know, what we'd done, and they, you know, they built their own bottle boats, and and then, you know, from there we left and landed in Samoa, which is an extraordinary island, lots of uh, passion and creativity there for the project, um, and then from there we went into uh, uh, New Caledonia, one of the more sophisticated islands, which actually had no recycling. Uh, we were quite surprised by that. Um, the, the French there obviously don't uh, believe in recycling, um, and uh, then finally here we came in earlier in the week into Malulaba uh, managed to bump into Jessica Watson up there, and who is an unbelievable hero, really inspiring. I'm sure you have a lot to say about her, but she's been a obviously an inspiration to following one's dreams.
0: Oh, incredible! And did she? Uh, what did she think of the project?
1: I think she's told me she'd been following it. She'd been online to our blogs, and she'd been uh, listening in and plugging into what we were up to, and. You know, it was, um, you know, really exciting to meet such a hero. I mean, someone who is just, you know, super mature, 17 years old, going on 40. We can all learn a lesson from her. We've got an election, uh, or you guys have got an election, rather, I should say, coming up soon. You know, the, the, the politicians should take a note out of Jessica's book. You know, really, we've really got to start seeing some change happening now when it comes to giving nature a voice. And here's an inspiring girl who followed her dream, who didn't compromise, who went out and and really created something extraordinary, which is basically a story of inspiration and hope. And I think that is what we need to start doing right now. We really have to move the needle away from just articulating the problems and really start moving towards saying, there are solutions. Let's start making sure we act on them. So I urge politicians, when you're standing there in front of us, if you have integrity and you want to basically represent the people properly that make sure you're taking policies that support nature, uh, that are for long-term sustainability, not sh- short-term populist votes.
0: And David, did you get that sort of response that you wanted from people who came down to do it apart from the novelty value? Did you, do you think the message really got across?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I really do. And I think it's going to take time for us to really see the true impact of this message, how, um, how, how long... Um, you know, this, this project has been going on. It's four years, uh, four months in the making of the actual voyage itself. And I think we're seeing, you know, inspirational letters and emails. And, you know, the project has continued to give uh, to a lot of people. And I think it's really, you know, testament to the sort of the depth of the story and, and the fact that it's something for everybody. There's, you know, a lot that people can buy into, whether you're a sailor, an engineer, a scientist, or just a concerned citizen. So I think you have, we have had the impact.
0: That's fantastic. Thanks so much. And good luck with the journey. It's a brilliant project.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you very much for having me on the show, and I uh, hope you guys get down to uh, Darling Harbour to the Maritime Museum. coming.
0: Well, possibly a little bit um, far away for us in Perth, David, but it's an interesting it, – uh, there'll be lots of photographs of that vessel. It is absolutely amazing. So have a search around on the net. Thanks very much to David de Rothschild.